0: Welcome weary traveler, you have stumbled across a comedy chronicle of cranial concoctions, a frenzied fusion of befuddled fables, an exacting expose on eclectic mythos. Should you brave ahead, you will find yourself enlightened, delighted, and only slightly misinformed on the many fantastical worlds that exist within our favorite media. Will you learn all there is to know? (laughs) That I cannot say but i can say it will be the law you know
1: a party with CJ multiple times and he's pretty much party. he's pretty much always behind until we get to the very end, and then it hands him like four stars. No, no, no. And I'm always ahead, because like, I know
0: the score in he, my head.
1: He loves when that happens, but when it happens against him in Kerbo games. Because I knew that, I knew what I was doing. <laughs> I was
0: playing the game I wanted to play. We were down by like eight stars, with like two turns was, left one time, and then Ethan's like, looks it like, looks like I'm finally going to beat you, and we fucking won with our amazing power. Because when you play doubles, you can get like eight stars in a turn if you if you min-max it. I'm so good at fucking Mario Party, and Ethan doesn't want to play with me anymore. And that's pretty much every board game that I am able to win at, which is why when we play board games, we only play games that I cannot win at. Because Ethan is selfish, and he hates fun.
2: And uh, anyways, welcome to The Lore You Know, a podcast where some friends dive into the fantastical friends. and often convoluted lore of media that... We grew up with Ant Love and here to bring you the mostly correct facts about completely made up things this week
1: are me, Fran. And me, I'm gonna be your lore master, Ethan. And I'm CJ.
0: I feel like we've inoculated Fran, Ethan. We were when we started the show, we were afraid that she would not be able to handle some of the stuff we were gonna throw her away when mm-hmm. it comes to Was that was uh, that a concern? Yeah, that was well. The so we had a we had a we had a show meeting, and then it was just the two of us though. So oh, it wasn't like yeah. a full show meeting. Like those random like dinners, sub, yeah. right. right? It's like a subcommittee. Right. Yeah, uh, we were
1: we were both you know at the five star hotel, just like having the dinner that was comped by the company, of course, right, and right. Uh, we were uh, <laughs> talking about well, the... if we could get any any other host. We were looking at maybe like Beyonce, but then we were like, this is just not really in her wheelhouse. Well, okay. you guys, neither
0: of you really would get a word in edgewise because I would just be bowling over you the whole conversation <laughs> anyway. So so to me, I, I thought I was still floating the idea over, but, uh, mm-hmm. but France mm-hmm. showed up, you know, she put in the time, uh, so I wanted to reward her a little bit because uh, we have had to have some episodes with a lot of things that don't make sense and a lot of... Uh, nonsensical retconning and stuff like that. So we've chosen for you a topic that is unironic. There are unironically no plot holes or unsolved mysteries in this series. This is a flaw. This is flawlessly logical. Uh, and there's nothing like nonsensical like that can't skeptical. be explained. No, 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 friend. This is this is legitimate. Because uh, Ethan, what are we gonna talk? What are we gonna talk about today,
2: Ethan?
1: Yeah, today we're going to be talking about uh, Gurin Lagan. Uh,
2: oh, I've been pronouncing that wrong for a long time.
1: Guren Lagan. <laughs> Wait. What have you
0: been saying? I've
2: been saying Gurin Gurun Lagan. It's not. Oh
0: no, Fran, That's way. That's, that's way wrong. So, that's well, so I'm, wrong. I'm
2: here to learn. So, you um, heard
0: us this isn't even a bit you heard us talk about this series before <laughs> we started recording today. We're instilled. not uh, I, I hate I hate mm-hmm. to ruin the I hate to ruin the disbelief for all of you at home but we do pick these ahead of time when I was making them up.
2: I like I, 2
0: seconds before. I
2: legitimately was talking about it before we started recording with someone else. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go learn about Gurren Legan today.
0: So, oh, well, that person sounds like they I, don't know anything about it either. Uh, they
1: corrected wait. me as well, but I can't wait to talk about Geran Lagan
0: but yes,
1: Ethan. It's, it's Tengen so top of Gurenlagan today. And I think I'm gonna sort of just set the stage of where the anime starts and then we'll maybe backtrack a little bit and talk about what this anime like really is. Mm-hmm. Um, was this
2: an anime like first story or only story or was it like a manga adaptation?
1: Uh, I believe this one was actually an anime first. It's anime only, okay. Yes, yeah, and see, you'll hear CJ just edit over me if uh, we were incorrect about that. He researches extensively after every episode. I would, never leave. I would episode. never
0: leave in any
1: embarrassing things <laughs> that I do. This show starts, we are in this uh, sort of facility of some kind, Fran? It seems like uh, we are underground. We're in Jiha Village. God, you got me doing it now. Fran. <laughs> <laughs> it's contagious. But, uh, now we're in we're in Jihad Village, and it is an underground city that they uh, they pretty much survive just by they have this population of pig moles um, that are. They're moles that are the size of pigs and apparently taste even better than pigs. And okay. they basically, they breed, they breed these for food and they are slowly like digging the village larger so that they can breed more pig moles so that they can, you know, continue to survive and all of that. Uh-huh. Um, I think all pig moles wear sunglasses, if I remember right. Yeah, I think Underground? most every... I think most everybody wears
0: well they're blind, so
1: yeah. Instead I'm gonna talk about my boy Simone. And uh mm-hmm. Simone is one Simon. of our no that's no. Fran. Your pronunciations are nonsense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it is spelled uh, that way though. But yes, he's right. he is my man Simone. And he is a digger for the village. So he, like, digs out the routes that later become, you know, the extensions of the village where they can, you know, have more pig moles, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Yeah,
0: so they're they're all working with, like, a finite amount of space, right? Because they're all underground. So there aren't a lot of professions to choose from being Mm -hmm. an underground society. So... You know, one of the like the main things you can do is just be a person who digs new holes for people to live in. It's very similar <laughs> to the first scene of Lion King One and a Half, if you're familiar with that particular. Fa- I can't believe I, I did not silence ex- from the
1: audience. I I did not expect a Lion King One and a Half reference when talking about. Tengentapa Tapa Jurin Lagan. They literally sing a song
0: called Dig a Tunnel, Dig Dig a Tunnel. Uh, and then they okay, do the exact okay. same opening scene that is the opening shot for this movie where they're all just digging, crisscrossing tunnels through the
1: earth. Okay, yes. They're just like meerkats. Difference being that whereas the meerkats sing their happy little song, Simon is what I would consider, he's just a doomer, right? His uh, his parents were both killed in a cave-in from an earthquake, Ooh. and he like the very first line from the show is just like, "I dig tunnels until I die from an earthquake, which we all will eventually." Like, hold, there... hold on,
2: hold which is
0: on. exactly what Timon said at the beginning of <laughs> Lion King One and a Half, which is where he gets his name from.
2: So, there, Okay. I understand that, like, they're digging things to, like, make their underground city bigger. But, like, is there mm-hmm. any, like, infrastructure being put in place to, like, reinforce these tunnels? Or is it legitimately just, like, carving tunnels? Uh, there's yeah. like
0: No, there's, like, pillars. Like, they have, you know, knowledge of architecture enough to okay. keep the holes so open. So when he's digging but- a
2: hole for a house, there is, like... Walls.
0: Well, the, these yes. cave these okay. cave-ins, Fran, they're not natural cave because they dig bad. They're happening because there's all these earthquakes and the earthquakes will cause the tunnels to collapse.
2: Okay, maybe they yeah, so it's live the... inside the earth if there's that many earthquakes, but what, that's- Fran, made- Oh, there's, what, there's,
1: should they live somewhere else, Fran? There is literally nowhere else, Fran. There is no such thing as the outside world. There is only inside this village here. Okay. Obviously. Everybody right. knows that, except for our boy Kamina, uh, who is our our second main character here. Is this the
2: blue
0: haired one? They're they both, both
1: have blue. Oh, they're hair. both
2: blue haired. Oh God. Yes. Okay.
0: Yes. yes. Well, the the they're
1: first, cool the anime first boys, boys friend. Yeah. The they can't first both have of, blue hair. How else are
2: you the supposed first to differentiate boys them?
0: Like Mousy, and he's got kind of the the bowl cut, like straight hair kind of look, and then Kamina like has. Right, Kamina. Yeah, Kamina yeah. has the big blue spiky hair, like Super Saiyan God Vegeta kind yeah. of thing. That's
2: the blue hair boy <laughs> I
1: was thinking of. Good. Okay. Yeah, close enough. But uh, Kamina is a sort of rebel, and whereas Simon is always getting uh, accolades from the village chief for doing a, such a good job digging,
2: what
1: a do-gooder! Uh, he's a he's a do-gooder boy, and Kamina is on like the opposite end of the spectrum. He is always trying to prove to everyone that there is such a thing as the surface. When he was a when he was a small
0: boy, his father brought him up to the surface, and he mm. and he said, "Kamina, we're gonna go explore this new world together." But Kamina was too scared because he was just a little boy, and so he said, "No." I ha-, and his dad said, mm-hmm, "You're not ready, boy. You're still scared of dying <laughs> like a fool. Come, come meet me up here when you are." when you are ready to be a true man.
1: So Kamina and Simon, despite being at sort of opposite ends of the spectrum, as far as the village is concerned, they are, uh, they are bros. They're not, you know, blood related, but they are both orphans that live in this city and mm-hmm. they have, you know, they treat each other as brothers. Um,
0: yeah. I would, I would argue friend, that this entire anime, if you need to know what this anime is about, it is about these these boys. Okay, and their so they're bro like bond.
2: They're like the two main characters you follow. Then,
1: yes, yeah. it's okay. about these two boys and brotherhood, and okay. it's it's about a lot of things because there's a lot of symbolism in this anime. As and always, I wanna I wanna prepare you for it because the symbolism hits on all ends of the spectrum. So one of the main symbols of this anime is the drill. Oh god. And it's a metaphor <laughs> because the drill uh it is something that is able to create new paths in life. Uh-huh. It is a uh it is a tool that can be used to create and not just to destroy. Mm-hmm. And also because the drill is a spiral object and mm-hmm. Any kind of spiral involves like exponential growth, which is going to be a huge theme in this show. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It is also a metaphor because a drill is like a dick.
2: There you go. Yeah. 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 Uh, It's a big penis.
1: It's it's phallic and it penetrates things. So it's a dick.
0: Uh, I, I would say that, like, Simone has this fixation on drilling because it's something he really understands. He talks about how, like, the earth will speak to him when he's drilling and how he just knows what to do. Like, it is his comfort zone and is where he likes to be. And Kamina hates drilling because it represents to him, like, being stuck in this, this confine, the this city that he's unable to escape from. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of pisses him off. So they... I think that like Kamina is the the overstudy. He's the lead in that he's teaching Simon these lessons about like Simon. Sometimes you have to break out of your comfort zone. You know, he's the, he's the older of the two, mm-hmm. and he has more life lessons. He's very bold and brash, and he talks about things like fighting spirit and, and having having a warrior's attitude. And, and for the most part, Simone shies away from all that stuff. He's really afraid, right? Like mm-hmm. he's scared the thing that brings him comfort like drilling is also the same thing that's like killing him basically like he knows that eventually all of the tunnel all the paths that he carves are going to collapse in on him and he's going to die and that's the only ironically for him that's the only path that he can see right because he's he's so stuck in his ways he's so focused on drilling that he doesn't realize that what he's doing is making a new thing he just thinks that he's you know just toiling away for no reason
2: so if Kamina is the village conspiracy theorist about the surface, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. has he has he tried going up instead of like out and down? Does their village go up at all, Wait. or is it just like outward and downward? Or
1: like- yeah, I mean, well. there's there's no natural there's no what is the like, geography? What
2: are the axes?
1: There's there's no clear way to get out of the village. Presumably, whatever way his dad got out was sealed after like he left and Kamina came back. And so like we we meet Kamina when he is trying an escape plan to get out of the village okay. Okay. and the village chief like stops him and puts him in jail for the rest of the night. Mm. No dinner for bad boys. Cuz how
2: dare you question the authority of the village?
1: Exactly. Got it. Well, that's the other reason he needs Simone,
0: because he knows that he has to go up, but there isn't a way up. But Simone's a driller. He drills through things and he's like, you could dig us a way up into the surface. And on one hand, he like needs Simone to do this for him, but he's not like befriending him because he needs that. He okay. like legitimately and him. genuinely wants him to come with him. Yeah. He thinks that it's what he needs. And they're bros. He doesn't want to leave his bro behind.
1: Okay, cool. Kamina's getting in trouble, and Simon is digging around, and Simon occasionally finds these neat little treasures. Like, he finds this tiny little, like, necklace drill that seems super dope, and he finds this uh, metal face that is buried deep underground. And, mm, e- the, yeah, he shows Kamina that, and they're both like, oh, that's pretty cool, but... Before they have time, leave that here. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll leave that for a sec because before they have time to do anything with that, uh, we have a gigantic bull head with legs and arms crushes through the ceiling of the city of the village and just like drops in on all of them, as well head. Yes, yeah,
0: the head of a large.
1: Bowl, okay, with like little little spindly arms. Well, little little chubby arms and legs. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's metallic. It's
0: a robot, Fran.
1: It's oh. a
2: it's
0: a big and
1: powerful robot. Oh,
2: that just yes. crashes through the ground. All right, it
1: just crashes through the ground, and it seems to have done that because this very hot lady was fighting it, and mm-hmm. uh, she is Yoko. She mm-hmm. is just kind of she has short shorts a bikini and Mm -hmm. a sniper rifle and 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 that's red hair and big red hair yeah
0: she (laughs) she carries on the grand tradition of anime waifus who are like sharpshooters which is definitely a trope right like there's a lot of seems like there's a
2: lot of Women in anime that like big guns and could probably kill you if
0: they wanted to. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about, Fran. A woman who can kill you but chooses not to—that means that she really likes you. That's how that,
1: you know she likes love. you. True love. Mm-hmm. Well, it's something. But yeah, so she is. She's kind of fighting this robot like through the village. Not her intention, but what can you do? And she meets up with Kamina and Simone and they work together to fight this robot, and they figure out like, hey, that metal face that we found in the ground a little while ago, let's like go check that out. And that turns out to be a little robot oh. that they can all hop in and pilot with that necklace oh. drill I was talking about before. That's really convenient.
0: Yeah. So so the, the small necklace that Simone finds is called the drill core, uh, and it's like a little key. It, activates okay. the it activates this smaller robot that he found. So for scale, the big robot that came through the the top of their mm-hmm. village is like building size, right? Oh. Like it's like a ten, oh. it's like a 10-story building. <laughs> That's
2: much larger but, than I was imagining. But I'm Yeah, saying. it
0: comes down it comes down and just like crashes the entire village. Okay. The the tiny face that they find <laughs> it's like is a like car. a per- Yeah, it's okay. like it's slightly bigger than a person size, but it's like just a face. And then it has tiny little arms and legs that are okay. on the face. That's mm-hmm. why they—that's why they call it Logon. It means big face. In what language <laughs> in, in German. No, in Japanese, Fran, it's an anime.
1: Wait, Logon. <laughs> This can't be a thing you get caught up on, Fran. We're so... We're so... This
0: is so (laughs) small. This is nothing. This is small potatoes. But they use the tiny little... They use the tiny little face, and as Simone is piloting it, a drill pops out of its head, and it drills up and into the giant face that crashed through their village, and just up and up and up, and out onto the surface
1: working right. working together they're able to defeat this this uh bull robot yoko brings a sort of plucky down-to-earth skill simone is very clever and kamina is the bold brash one and with their powers combined they drill a hole through a bigger robot and yeah. escape and onto is- the surface.
0: The best part about communist character is he's just filled with, like, one-liners. He, he's, like, the inspiration to the rest of the group, and he's constantly flinging out one-liners. And, like, the thing he always tells Simone to to encourage him to keep going forward, he's like, Simone, your drill is the drill that will pierce the vault of the heavens, um. which when they live underground means that they're just going to go up, right, to the surface level. Mm-hmm. And then they get up to the surface and they see the moon in the sky. And they're like, because they've never seen the sky before. And they go, mm-hmm. wow. And then Kamino goes, look, Simone, your drill will be so mighty that it will pierce the vault of the sky. And he points towards the moon. And so he's always he's like, he's always this like one, one step further kind of guy, right? Like he's always l- looking to push the boundaries and, mm-hmm. and keep going. Simone's so uh, unsure of himself all the time. You're like, listen, bro, you don't have to believe in yourself. Believe in me who believes oh, in you.
1: That's where that comes from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it. if it didn't come across yet, uh, Kamina is <laughs> CJ's so much favorite character. Material here. Uh, Ka- Kamina <laughs>
0: has taught me a lot, uh, but so has Simone. We'll talk about that.
2: Uh-huh.
1: But yeah, so keep, keep that... Uh, Metaphor in your mind, Fran, about a drill that will the, pierce the heavens. No, not no, about not I that mean, one. It, what uh, I was going to say is <laughs> the uh, the idea of ceilings being a like uh, a barrier to like progress. Yeah, uh, a ceiling being the the thing that like stops you.
2: Yeah, I've heard. I've I've dealt with many ceilings in my life.
1: Mm-hmm. Bamboo ones. Uh, okay, Fran, we <laughs> get it.
0: Girls don't do podcasts normally. Listen, we're doing our part. <laughs> promoting okay Mm i i could have gotten another white guy it would have been very easy i know so many
1: (laughs) wow all right just like a huge pool let me let cj we need to get back into our professionalism here oh we're talking about gurin lagan important stuff
0: this is actually really important frank because if you if you take in all the messages Mm-hmm. that this show has to offer, you too will become a better man. Mm-hmm. That is how me and Ethan got to where mm-hmm. we are today.
1: Yoko tells them that she's actually from another underground village that is just a ways over, huh. and uh, their village ended up yeah, getting like opened up, I think, by an earthquake or something like that. So they kind of had to come out onto the surface and there, they found out about these gunmen, and so these giant robots—they uh, patrol the surface and they basically make life miserable for any human who is, can be caught out there. That's why the humans all live underground—is because mm. anybody who comes up on the surface gets attacked by these giant robots. Okay, and it yeah. turns—it turns would be a out, big deterrent. yeah, it's it's a pretty big deterrent. And it turns out that these robots are also the reason for the earthquakes because they get uh, launched these massive distances towards like human settlements and when they hit the ground big earthquake happen. Okay.
0: Uh, so all of correct, all yeah. of the problems that the that these guys know they're realizing all come from these gunmen mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they're forced to live underground, there's mm-hmm. these earthquakes that terrorize them, like every every single issue that they have is now focused on these guys who have immediately become their enemy.
1: All okay. right. Kamina decides that if they want an actual chance at defeating these gunmen, they're gonna have to take over some robots of their own mm-hmm. and this is something that nobody has ever tried before because Kamina again is the crazy ideas guy. Simon and Kamina work together to uh, work together with the Littner village in order to sort of lay a trap and get Kamina into one of these gunmen, and he is able to get in. But at first, it just like immediately locks him out because it is built for the uh the specific kind of pilots that are piling in it. Uh beast men and mm-hmm. humans are not beast men. Yeah. And so-, so
0: they they realize that all of these gunmen are being piloted by a different like species basically called beastmen that are they're just like anthros, you know, okay. just like anthropomorphized animals.
2: Okay. So Kamina goes into one is like there a men, man in there.
1: Yeah, he kicks yeah. his ass and kicks him. Yeah, okay. he just he just throws him out. So, Kamina is trying to uh, take over this robot, but doesn't really work that way. The controls cannot be accessed by humans. And so his his gunman is getting kicked around by these other two while he's trying to take control of it until he lands like face down in, and uh the like the cockpit opens and so he can see this just this skull in front of him, this dead person who's just like lost in the wastes, And uh, it's this sort of do like do or die moment realized for Kamina. And he decides that he's not going to give up. And when he decides that uh, he suddenly like the robot yields and he is able to take control of it. And, He and Simon are able to work together. They destroy these two robots, and boom, we now have Lagan and we have Kamina's robot, Guren.
2: Oh, it's the name of the robots. Okay.
0: That means red. (laughs) I think it's like a red lotus is Guren.
1: Uh Yeah. yeah, The the robot is red. the The only other important character that we've pulled in from... The uh, Littner village here is LeRon, most
0: important character. (laughs) LeRon, LeRon, LeRon represents (laughs) son.
1: He he is a uh, he is like a mechanic, and he is kind yes and genius, right? Yeah, general genius. He's he's their sort of uh, the show's hand wave. The genius figured it out for any kind of sciencey or robot repair Got stuff it. that we require.
2: Convenient. Mm-hmm.
1: After this battle, Kamina goes to bury that skeleton that he found. Uh, you know, to sort of like pay his respects because having that moment like did end up saving his life, right? And as he uh sort of like pulls the skeleton out of the sands, he sees uh a cape that he recognizes. And this skeleton was his dad. It was oh. his dad, Fran. Oh. He didn't make it out in the surface world. Wow. He perished. He got literally one village over and then got smooshed. Mm-hmm. So Kamina has this moment of that he he had sort of come out to prove to his dad that he had become a man, right? Because his mm-hmm. dad's- I oh, to you're... meet
0: him maybe like he said come meet me up here when you're ready so right yeah he kind of hoping he'd see him there he wanted to meet his
1: dad and he wanted to like prove to his dad that he had become a man because that was the whole thing when he didn't go out with his dad the first time is that his dad was kind of just like you're still just a boy which is what
0: uh, Fran. if you ever want to know the intention behind a man's decision making it's because they're trying to prove their dad wrong
2: Mm-hmm. And show so, them
0: what a big boy they are now.
2: So all men just have daddy issues, got it?
1: No, they're not uh,
0: issues if everyone has them, Fran. That's just the way of the world. We
1: all men have daddy features.
0: Yeah, that's that's how the that's it's, how it's the human bug, race grows it's feature, stronger, mm-hmm. It's every it's every man mm-hmm. trying to
1: one up his dad. Okay, mm-hmm. sounds healthy. But no, it's it's not really that healthy, and <laughs> we. We have so our two boys here kind of form like these two opposite sides of like the negative male experience, right? Um Simon is prone to despair and doomerism, right? The idea that he can't affect the world around him, or like not in any significant ways. Mm-hmm. And then we have Kamina, who like he embodies this idea of like toxic masculinity and I don't want to say that necessarily in the sense of like he's just an asshole (laughs) but the thing is that like he is trying to prove that he is like that he is a man that he has grown and that he is like worthy of being out here and he doesn't know how Mm. And so he usually does that by being reckless, right? Mm. It's Mm -hmm. it's that sort of like masculinity where you you feel like you have to prove yourself, even if that means doing ridiculous things.
2: And then I presume in this scene, Yoko's just like, "All right, I'm gonna keep protecting my village." And then
0: these these people are (laughs) their minds are fucking blown because they're like. (sighs) These two guys popped out of the ground like two seconds ago and now they have two robots. We have been doing this for years and we have zero robots.
1: Mm -hmm. We get, uh, they're hanging out for a little while. Uh, This other beast man shows up. His name is Viral, and he has like a much cooler robot than any of the other ones that have come so far. And he's been sent like specifically to deal with the uppity humans. Mm. He's and going
0: to he's going to be our ongoing pro or antagonist for the okay. for the show right. he's Sorry. our he's our Seto Kaiba
1: All uh, right. his Kamina Simon. <sighs>
0: Uh, if you want to know fun fact about him, he does have like a really cool voice, and like all the girls who watch the anime lust over him and stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. uh but I guess apparently they <laughs> wanted him to have a high whiny voice like Gollum from Lord of the Rings. Oh, that's awesome! Oh he's god, like,
1: look at the humans. Yeah, I'm uh, glad they. But didn't they didn't do, do that. that. He's got a sexy boy voice. Yeah, they made, him hot, instead? Yeah, they made him. him hot. Yeah, so he's got his like rad four armed robot that has both a head in the chest and also has a regular head. Oh, and Uh, Yeah, Kamina starts to fight him, but he is like no match. He is way outgunned here, and uh, all hope looks lost until they are able to figure out that uh, Simon and Kamina can combine their robots in Brotherhood and create. Yes, (laughs) so they make their own two-headed robot, Guren Lagan. they don't, like, ah. figure
0: this out, by the way. He just, Kamina sees a two-headed robot, and he goes, we can do that. And then he just takes Simone's robot and just jams it on top of his in the middle of combat. And he's like, bro, there's no way this is going to work. And then it, and then he's like, no, Simone, you have to believe that it will work. And then he's like, if you say so, bro. And then when he sort of acquiesces to Kamina's, you know, just full bore ahead attitude that it does work. They combine into Mm -hmm. Gurren Lagan, no less.
2: Is there a sweet transformation sequence as well?
1: Fuck yeah, dude, it's awesome. Absolutely, and they do, the chest piece of Guren Lagan does form gigantic sunglasses when they combine. Oh god. Uh, that matches <laughs> that matches communist. And these sunglasses. are like the pointy
2: sunglasses. Yeah, right? yeah.
0: hell yeah. Which
1: he but, uses as a weapon. That's his sword. Oh my god. Uh, this yes, he has a sunglasses sword. We've got the the whole sort of theme here. We've got these two boys who have their own forms of like broken masculinity. But through brotherhood and working together, they are able to overcome their individual limitations and defeat this greater foe. And so they've, they've decided, uh, you know, Viral mentioned how there's, you know, it's not just random beast men that are messing with humans, there's like a whole hierarchy going on. Mm. And so uh, Kamina and Simone have decided that they are going to go out and do something about this. And Yoko comes with them because she has a crush on Kamina, and Liron comes with them because he sort of has a crush on uh Guren Lagan because he hmm. just loves robots so very much. I mean,
2: see the yeah.
1: robot seems pretty dope. They they stumble upon this other underground village, and unlike uh how do they lit- stumble
2: upon an underground village?
1: The, the same way that that robot just stumbled upon hole. theirs, the ceiling. They, they usually
0: litter. Yeah, they usually mm-hmm. literally just walking around and they fall into a hole.
1: That's a village. Oh, they okay. literally, they yeah. quite literally stumble into a village. <laughs> yes. Um, and so uh, this village has not been as fortunate as Jiha or Litner, and they just like do not have a lot of food to go around. Mm. And so they have this religion where any time the population gets over 50, they draw random straws, and whoever gets the short straw goes up to the surface world to be with the gods. Um, It's a ritualistic sacrifice, you know? Yeah,
2: well, okay. By everybody, does that include, like, the babies? That Uh, definitely includes the babies. So the babies get to draw straws, too? All
1: right. Yes, but it turns out that the... uh, the sort of head priest and leader of this village uh he actually he cheats the game every time he decides who's gonna get the short straw oh, oh. and that's not and good. so he uh I mean he he tries to do it to uh, you know be be as logical as possible. so uh for oh, so instance he had good
2: intentions
1: he has maybe? he has good intentions and like we find out that basically, you know, this village does not have enough supplies to support many people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when he was young, the village just was in, like, an awful state all the time. And when he came of age, he set these rules of, like, he made up this whole religion, and he set these rules that there can only ever be 50 people. And then he uses these these straw draws to try and get rid of people that are, uh, you know least the the people that if you had to make the awful choice Mm, like who mm -hmm. you would choose right Mm -hmm. so for instance our our youtubers are yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) he gets rid of all the youtubers first thing utopia (laughs) but but no so our our crew stumbles upon them right when twins are born and they have to get rid of two people in the village and uh he you know uh manipulates the straws so that it is these two orphan children because mm-hmm. they can't work, they don't have family that will miss them. Like that's the logic, right? And I guess,
0: like... unlucky.
1: Yeah, so a a robot fight ensues. They uh, you know, defeat this other gunman that had just like came down and found the village. And uh team Team Guren agrees to take the two orphans with them, and the uh, like, head number one acolyte of this this priest guy named Rosiu, yeah, altar boy kind of thing. Uh, yeah. He decides to go with them as well, because oh. his
0: faith. I mean, his faith is shattered, right? Like he believed this this yeah. guy, and then all of a <laughs> sudden, it's totally different. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna go with them actually. This
1: seems yeah. Like bullshit. I mean, yeah. it's it's the sort of thing, right, where it's like. I can understand the logic that you're doing, but I don't want to be in your, I don't ever want to grow up to be head priest. I did before, but now that I know no, that I you're know. just like choosing right. who lives and who dies, I don't want that on my shoulder. He got
0: a new path made for him. So he's like, mm-hmm. well, I'm going to follow that one instead. So they meet some other people that all, that share their robot fighting you know, lifestyle. Uh there it's the the black siblings. Uh I only bring them up because they kind of round out the team, sort of add a little bit more to this resistance. And wait, how many people uh, do we have now? And we got a lot of waifus in this one. Ten. They're all like there's they're like sisters, and there's like the big titty older blonde one, and then there's like the mousy nerdy middle sister, and then there's like the bubbly. Young sister, mm-hmm. and then there's like a brother. I think I don't give a shit. Um, but they well, they join them Kitan too. Kitan is
1: important, CJ.
0: Yes, Kitan is important. He's actually the most important one. They they meet another guy who becomes like Kamina's rival. Like they're kind of manliness rivals. Oh, okay. Uh And uh, he they he kind of likes Yoko Thank because he's like the first woman he's seen that isn't his sister in a long time. <laughs> so, uh, he's about that. And Kamina just likes likes manly competition so uh-huh. uh it's yeah, manly competition
1: yeah so we have our obligatory hot tub episode where we have oh all God. of these new hot waifus <laughs> i bring this i bring this up because this is a uh a point of tension that is going to cause some problems later on because uh you see simon is like 13 or 14 and he got hormones
0: yeah he likes girls now
1: so, uh, Yoko has a crush on Kamina, which is why she is here at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but when she flirts with him, she does a lot of that sort of like, you're a louse, Kamina. Why can't you be more like Simone? And Simone has been taking that in a a manner that he has been like forming a major crush on Yoko.
2: So she's like nagging no, uh, she's Amina? just,
1: she's just like the yes. Yeah, like Cj, guy. you can let it go. They they are they are absolutely negging each other. Kamina negs Yoko, and Yoko negs that. Kamina. All right, so hey. they they find where all of the gunmen have been crumming from, and it is this giant like aircraft carrier, but with legs. It's on land. It's a giant robot, Fran. It's a giant robot aircraft carrier. All and the it, machines
0: are giant robots.
1: It just sort of it just sort of launches the gunmen at, you know, wherever humans are causing trouble, right? Uh-huh. And so Kamina comes up with the idea that just like uh Lagan can combine with Guren, they are going to combine Lagann with this aircraft carrier so that what? it can take control of it and then they will have big robot. What the
2: fuck? Yeah.
1: And so they've p- they've picked up a big crew of like other people who have followed Kamina's example and stolen their own robots. Oh, and they've got their plan set and they are ready to go for it. Except, uh-oh, uh, Yoko before this big fight confesses to Kamina and gives him a big smooch. Mm. And uh Simon sees it. Mm. And so it Simon's He feels he feels bad and messed up. He's got some complicated feelings right now. This
0: is one of the episodes that I rewatched in preparation for this, and there is a scene where they're like, Something's wrong with Simone. And it you know, they have like these like radar things that like show them the status of all of their robots or whatever and then it zooms into the little square that represents simone and it's like something's going wrong his connection to logon isn't working and then it shows like a little broken heart inside of his body outline (laughs) that's like breaking over and over Mm -hmm. and and it's like Simon, what's wrong? He's like, to talk about? I don't want to, talk about it.
1: <laughs> I, don't want to t- I don't really want to talk about it right now. But yeah, so they're like the mission seems like or it's teenager. gonna be a success. They get on onto the, the aircraft carrier, which I should be calling Daigunzen, but whatever. Die Daigunzen? Uh, Daigunzen. Okay. Uh and uh, yeah, so they get they get him on, but he's not able to take control. He like his little Logon doesn't have the power because Simon is so like messed up inside. Yeah, and so they, they
0: they realize at this point that Simon's emotional state has yeah. some
1: sort of effect of his control over Lagon. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. You notice the the same kind of thing where uh, Kamina's emotional state is what allowed him to take control yeah. over Guren. Um, so yeah, Simon Simon's not able to take control, and Kamina kind of throws the plan away and jumps onto Dai Gunzen. To uh, punch Simon right in the face to Let get me his see head. See you grit those teeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Help his little bro get his head back in the game, and uh, Simon is able to sort. Of, he's able to take over the robot, but not before the general that is leading the Dagonzin jams his spear right through Guren and right through Kamina. Ooh. All all hope seems lost but uh Kamina is able to stand back up and combine with uh Lagan to make Guren Lagann again and they use Kamina's uh special move that he just thought of the Giga Drill Break and absolutely just drill right through the center of the general and save the day.
0: Yeah, so uh Simon is is like overjoyed to see that his bro is better and Kamina is is channeling all of his fighting spirit so that he can win this big battle for everyone and when the two of these boys combine and work together they're able to manifest this absolutely gigantic drill that mm-hmm. comes out of Goran Lagan's arm and they can use it to pretty much one shot any of the other uh any of the other gunmen that they come nice. across so that is their special finishing move the the Giga Drill
1: Break.
2: Cool. Sounds pretty dope. So did they or did they not combine with the aircraft carrier?
1: They did. They got that they've, taken care of. They've yeah. got, they the got the, the aircraft, aircraft carrier. Out. They've defeated the general. But okay. that, that spear that went through Kamina, he was able to give one last fight, but Ugh. he was not able to get up again after that. Oh, and no. Kamina is slain, taking the cool over dead. the Daiguren. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, this begs the question: If Kamina's gone, they can't combine the robots anymore, can they?
1: True. All right. So, yeah, we've taken over the in but Kamina has perished. Yeah. And this this leaves them. They're still uh, they're still continuing on. They're still gonna try the good fight. You know, like I said, it's not just. Yoko and Simon anymore. They've got this huge crew of, like, people who have stolen the robots and all of these other people. But yeah, so we're we're moving forward, but, like, everybody is in kind of a pit of despair, right? Yoko is, uh, has gone from being that, like, plucky and grounded person to just kind of being, like, that cold calculating person. Like, we just need to get this shit done. And Simone is just bereft and you know, not just because Kamina has died, but also because he feels responsible. If he hadn't choked, like, mm-hmm. Kamina wouldn't have had to come out there for him. Uh, so they are they are in the pit of despair. And then Simon meets a girl in a box.
2: Like,
1: yeah, like, so- like a box?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, what like- the fuck, anime? Why do you keep doing that? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I'm looking at you, demon slayer, you piece of shit. Mm-hmm. I don't like Demon Slayer that much.
2: I don't understand uh, the reference.
1: <laughs> that's perfect, because it doesn't matter. Girl in a box, anyway.
2: How big uh, of a box? A like girl-sized girl box? A girl-sized box? Yes. Okay. Yes.
0: Uh, uh, <laughs> so, Simone's lost control of Logon, right? Like, he is so yeah. miserable and sad. Like, he can't... Yeah, he can't control Logon, He could barely control Logon when a girl didn't like him, and now his best friend slash older bro is dead. Mm-hmm. And so every time he tries to control Logon, it, it like this backfires. He just yeah. he's just unable to do it until mm-hmm. the point where Logon is just not
1: responding to him at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so he finds he finds this girl that is just like out in this. Uh, there's this field of these boxes, but one of them has this like glow still coming from it. And he opens it and there's an adorable anime girl inside. And she has she looks weird. She's got like what is it, like pink and blue hair that blows like a cloud. And mm-hmm. she uh mm-hmm. she speaks like very strangely. She is most pleased to be making your acquaintance. Like yeah, that oh. kind she of speaks, thing.
0: She's she speaks oh. using the Queen's English. And yeah, she has like mm-hmm. her pupils are like Flower petal crosses.
2: Okay. Um,
0: so she's very clearly not like a normal girl.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Nia has been saved by Simone, and you know, she sort of comes across their their crew, and in, you know, regular anime fashion, like the entire team, uh, besides the sexy lady are like, Oh my god, you're the cutest little lady ever. Like you're you're on our team now. Um, how,
2: how old is she?
1: It's like exactly Simone's age. Okay. Yeah, right. Simone aged. She is sort of like experiencing this crew, and she's experiencing humans for the first time. She she says like I have never seen a human before, and so she's she's kind of meeting these people who are like in this this despair, you know, and are kind of like in a weird place, and uh, she's noticing how everyone is hung up on the loss of Kamina and also how like everyone is very hard on Simone especially Simone um yes. whereas
0: they they're just like not given time to grieve cuz they're in a war right so yeah. like no yeah. one's doing a no one's doing a healthy job of grieving like uh Yoko's just refusing to like let herself feel anything mm-hmm. and Simone is just so caught up with with you know failing kamina that he he's got like no perspective on on anything and mm-hmm. he's he's just and everyone on the crew is just like simon you are the only one who can pilot log on you need to get your shit together like right now we kind of need you to start doing stuff mm-hmm. and so he keeps pushing himself to try and like be like kamina and keep fighting and that's why he's failing all the time because mm-hmm. he's 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 just like he doesn't know why he's doing anything. It's the same as when he was in the hole to start the yeah. the beginning. It was like he was he's just doing it because that's what he's supposed to do. He doesn't have any reasoning behind it.
1: Mm-hmm. they they get attacked when they're you know in this unprepared and in despair state and they look like they're in trouble, but Nia is able to stop this attack because she declares to all of the Beastmen that she is the daughter of the Spiral King, and they need to cease their attack. Hmm. Uh, oh. The uh, the Spiral King, uh, a very human-looking dude, but he is an immortal being, and he seems to basically just have a fun time with ladies off in his cool capital and have okay. some children. And... He will then, you know, dote on those children and enjoy that whole, like, process. And then when he grows bored of them, he puts them in a box and throws them in a ravine.
0: Well, specifically Nia, Nia was starting to wonder what her purpose was. And and she was becoming self-aware. And that is when the Spiral King sort of like discards of a person when they when they gain this this self awareness. Okay, um, and so she she started to become too curious on like the nature of being and stuff like that, and that's why he got rid of her.
1: They don't have a leader at this point because nobody has really been able to fill Kamina's shoes. So they're they're kind of like going on and Keaton is, like, trying to be in this leader role, but nobody really respects him, like, enough to for him to be leader. Uh, and so in this sort of, like, bumbling, the entire crew ends up getting captured, mm. and they are all set to be executed. Um, mm, yeah. And so they're they're trapped in this cell, and they try to escape for a little while, but everybody kind of gives up hope except for Simon, who, using his little drill necklace, uh, starts to chip away at the side of the cell to create them a passage out. And it's at this point that uh, Yoko is reminded of this story that uh, she had heard from both Simon and Kamina, uh, the two different sides of the story, where they both uh, got trapped in a... Uh, in an earthquake, like the it caved in around them and they were trapped. Mm-hmm. And Simone tells the story that he was only able to keep drilling because uh, Kamina had the confidence to tell him to keep going on and that they were going to make it out. But Kamina told the story that he only had the ability to make a brave face because he knew that he could rely on Simone And and the crew is able to sort of realize what Nia had had realized and been telling them that uh Simon is actually like a good and reliable guy mm-hmm. and uh as he as he saves the whole crew and saves uh Nia Simon is able to realize finally realize it for himself that he doesn't need to just be his his big bro like he needs to be himself and mm-hmm. he is Simon the Digger. And so, uh, Rasuyu pilots Gurin, and they are able to combine for the first time, uh, like fully successfully since Kamina's death right. and, uh save, uh, save the people. And everyone agrees that indeed Simon should be their leader. <laughs>
0: and, uh, it's only this, like, self affirmation that gives him control over Lagan again. And,. Uh, and he's able to to defeat these powerful gunmen that have been you know, causing a, causing mm-hmm. a ruckus. That's
2: a heartwarming character development.
1: <laughs> it's all very heart. It's all very heartwarming. Good job. Um, these boys, uh, they continue moving on. They fight these four generals of the beastmen. But mm-hmm. the big thing that matters is that. Uh, Team Gurren isn't just like winning, they're winning harder and harder every time. Oh, nice. And yeah, so every,
0: every time they're like,
2: how the
1: hell,
0: how the fuck are these humans doing so good? It doesn't make mm-hmm. any goddamn sense.
1: Yeah. So the Spiral King explains to Viral that uh, the Spiral King was once a human and mm-hmm. that humans are actually uh, these intensely powerful beings because they have this thing called spiral energy. And our, our sort of beginning introduction to spiral energy is just that it is uh, this like energy and will to like move forward and grow. And it is represented in all creatures that uh, evolve, uh, mm-hmm. anything that like reproduces and evolves. And so that is why the Spiral King created the Beast Men as these, you know, test tube babies that don't breed, like he just makes more of them. Oh, so that's why our our boys keep winning by more and more is because they are growing in spiral power and fighting spirit, right. Uh, but the spiral king warns that like he's been keeping humans down this whole time because this like p- this tendency to just like grow and grow like always leads to self-destruction. And so he's like, that's that's why we need to, you know, keep them at this bare minimum level, like mm-hmm. living in dirt villages and such. They finally get to the city Teplin where the Spiral King is. It's this massive like cyclone looking like building that has a cool. bunch of other buildings like hanging a off of it. spiral? Uh-huh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it kind of looks like a big spiral, but mm-hmm. it's also like one building that is the size of a city Oh, Um, it's large. But did I say it was a building, Fran? Because some buildings fall off and you see the face and the eyes and it's a robot. It's a giant robot, Fran! (laughs) The city was a huge robot!
2: (laughs) Of course it was. Why wouldn't it be a
1: giant robot? Now you're getting it. (laughs) The aircraft carrier robot launches up towards the city robot. And after some rad uh, fights, we are able to have uh, Simon and Gurren on face off against the spiral king and um as as they battle each other uh the spiral king had, like his robot gets destroyed and he has to dump out and just the like the
2: city robot gets destroyed
1: mm-hmm. uh the city robot does get a big air- aircraft carrier hole through it but okay. uh he, he also has, has his own gunman guerrilla oh, okay. sized robot <laughs> okay. so yes they have they have the face off his robot gets destroyed and he just so he just comes up he jumps up on the robot and just rips lagon off of guren oh. and yeah. uh, so he's going like do that. he's going well yeah he's going crazy his eyes have like
0: spirals in them his hair is just on fire now uh-huh. and he's just like ripping apart this robot and he's like i don't need a robot to beat you idiot i'll go mono we mono so he rips lagon off of guren And Gorin is just rendered, like, useless, right? And it's just Simon inside of Lagan with Nia next to him.
1: Okay. Mm -hmm. But uh, Simon has learned, even without Kamina being there, to never give up. And he just takes his his little like drill key out of Logon and jabs it right into the Spiral King's chest and boom, blows a spiral hole right through him. The Spiral
0: King goes, oh, your spiral energy is great enough to match my own, but be careful, I have a final words that you might be
1: interested in. No, I mean, he's, he says like a specific, like, <laughs> when the world is covered by a million apes, the moon itself shall become the destruction of mankind. Oh,
2: okay. Okay, that kind of- okay,
1: bye. And then he yeah. falls okay. down. And then he's dead. So,
2: okay, to be fair, um, a lot of humans are kind of like screwing the planet over right now. So like, I- parallels, mm-hmm. right. Get yeah,
1: that. we'll get into it for sure. But, but
2: So the necklace wasn't just a key to the robot. It was a way to harness the human spiral energy and channeling it into the robot.
1: Yes, Fran. Fran, you figured it out. All right, so this is halfway through the anime, and it's the ending of the first story of the anime. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to tell you, Fran, the same story again, but different.
0: And bigger.
2: Is it, is it two people in a village that find a robot and go to the service? No, close enough. But no, we'll I told there.
0: you I told you the story's about the relationship of Simone and Kamina, and not that it's about Simone or Kamina. Just okay. keep that in mind. So it's
2: mm-hmm. the bromance. Do we get a new bromance, or is it a no. romance?
0: No, it's about the relationship between Simone and Kamina.
2: But, okay, okay. No so other men are dead, involved though. in this. The Kamina's dead.
1: <laughs> All right, so a new civilization has risen on the surface. We've done the seven-year time skip. Wow. Uh-huh. Simon Simon's a young man now. Nia's a young woman now, uh, and
0: civilization has fucking exploded, right? They've got all sorts of technology. They're making their own gunmen
1: now. We do also. We have this situation where uh, Simone and the Team Guren crew have kind of become the de facto government. All of these dudes who are in the government now are not very good at governing. They were very Turns good out. at fighting in giant robots. And yeah. so they're sort of questioning if there's even like a need for the type of people that they are in this gentler day and age, right? Ooh. So while while Rosiu and Keaton and are whilst um, Simon and Kiton and all of that the crew are like in the government, uh, Rosiu basically runs the entire show. Mm. Um, he's the organized one. He's able to like make shit happen. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But he is, like, besides running the whole show, he's getting kind of, like, frustrated with the crew here. And he is taking some things into his own hands. One of those things being that he is cloning the head of the Spiral King so that he can ask him, like, Hey, what was that thing about the million apes and then the the, the moon was bad? Um, uh,
2: that can, that plan has no possible downsides, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. It is a
0: surprisingly non-downside filled plan. It I and I'm not doing a goof. <laughs> it goes nothing did... but
1: correctly for him.
2: Oh. Wow. Nothing well, yeah. but a him. net
1: positive for the whole I team. I mean, Damn. if anything, it's it's more of just a problem of timing because the like exact hour that he is finally able to get the Spiral King like head uh-huh. reanimated, uh the, the millionth like, person. person Is born on the planet. Oh. And uh, so we have uh, a couple things happen. One is that these weird uh, spaceship looking things that kind of like have a Porygon Pokemon look Mm, to them. Yeah, there's like like, monolith
0: spaceships.
1: Indeed. They do just like teleport in over the city and start blowing things up. Uh, That's not good. And also uh, Nia suddenly like has this entire change in personality and magically broadcasts herself to all of the uh all of the TV screens across the city to tell everyone that the anti-spirals have decided that it is time to destroy the spiral menace on this planet. Yep. What? <laughs> so all, yeah. all- all of the gunmen are
0: summoned again right there's uh-huh. a whole bunch of there's a whole bunch of big battles between this this new spaceships and the gunmen. and Rossi okay. is like you know because Simon's on the front line right he's back in he's back in goran he can now pilot goran lagon by himself uh cool. just using the the controls from lagon um and Rossi was like whoa hold on there buddy you know let's let's analyze this a little bit and he's like no 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 I've done this before I know what I'm doing He goes, he like blows up the ships with Giga Drill, and it's pretty cool. But then the ships like break into a million pieces and just like carpet bomb the whole city. And there's exploding everything. And Rasio's like, I told you to chill back, dude. And you didn't listen. And now everything's exploded. And Simone's like, I was protecting the whole earth, man. What were you doing? And so there's this difference between these. A schism is forming. Rasio's... Already in this position, he didn't want to be in. Right? He's in a leadership position, making all of these decisions that he doesn't want to have to make. While Simone's just out there doing what he thinks Kamina would want him to do, which is to fight to you know keep fighting, keep defending the Earth. Yeah, that's um, about to say.
2: How does he feel about
1: this whole Nia suddenly not Nia
2: anymore situation? Like, I mean, very very
1: sad. Is she but in, he like, doesn't ca-
2: ha- captivity he, or anything.
1: It's very like, sad, but yeah, he doesn't have a lot of time to do anything about it because. Rossiou decides that, like, with all of the people here in a tizzy over half of their city blowing up, he does lay the blame on Simone and has him sentenced to death so that uh, he can restore law and order. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. So Simone is on death row while Rossiou is trying to figure out what the hell is happening. Uh-huh. And the uh, the well, spiral... they should have
2: gone away. The anti-spiral should have gone away because I'm sure that. Somebody died in that, right? Yeah, definitely people died. Yeah,
1: it's not a it's it's not a as long as it's over one million, it's if over one million, then destroy all human extermination
0: protocol. Mm -hmm. Mm.
1: But yeah, you can't just like stop it, got it. So Rossi is trying to figure out what's going on and he asks the uh, the Spiral King's head, who then explains to him that a long time ago. There were rad robots and such all over the place. The human race was powered by spiral energy and were spacefaring badasses and all of that. And there was this other alien race that decided that um, spiral energy would ultimately end in the destruction of the universe because it was this engine of exponential growth mm. and that it would come to this point where Uh, all of the spiral races would just, like, devour the entire universe and their need for never-ending growth. As the Spiral King explains here, Fran, like, everything is spiral energy, Fran. Mm -hmm. There is the, the creatures that evolve throughout the universe, but there is also, like... Spiral energy exists in everything, from your DNA that spirals together into the double helix, to the galaxies themselves that spiral around. It's all spiral energy. Baby. I would also presume
2: that alien race that decided that wasn't okay anymore was also powered by spiral energy because. Fran, Fran, come
1: on, Fran, come on, Fran. Later, Fran. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so. Uh, the Spiral King like makes a makes a deal with them that they'll spare the humans as long as the humans never get to one million, uh, the population of one million on their planet, right? And, and so uh-oh. that's why
0: he put them all in the villages and kept them separate and made them have squalid resources so that they would, you know, not ever want to grow and mm-hmm. and go out onto mm-hmm. the surface.
1: Mm-hmm. All hope kind of seems lost until the Spiral King tells Roshiu that like. Well, I do have this rad, like, arc spaceship under the city here that you guys haven't found. And it can carry, I can't remember the number, something like 50,000 humans. Oh. So Rossi you decides that, uh, yeah, I mean, the, we can't fight the anti-spirals. When you kill them, they just explode more. And there seems to be a near infinite supply of them. They just kind of teleport in. So he's decided that like the only path forward is to save the humans that he can, get them out on the Ark, and just kind of abandon the rest of the human race because what can you do? Mm. Yeah, and and Friend, there's been... You might notice a bit of a parallel between this and his like priest daddy from a long time ago yeah. who did decide that like we just had to sacrifice a certain number mm-hmm. of people because it was just all we could do in our power. Yeah. But yeah, so uh Nia is has become this like spokesman for the anti-spirals. So yeah, she's she's doing that and she is telling everyone that uh you know, there's no hope, the anti-spirals are going to destroy you and that they are also they are maliciously doing this in such a manner so as to make you as full of despair as possible. Oh. Yeah. The the and spiral king is cliche.
0: like this. This is their M O. They they want you to fight at your full strength and then lose because they want you to to be maximally disappointed in yourself mm-hmm. and to like feel the total weight of defeat.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the the anti spirals have basically they're keeping the spiral races down. Concept is that if you just beat the spiral race races, they just keep coming back stronger and stronger and they just keep growing exponentially. But if you throw them into despair, they will, they eventually, they give up, right? Mm -hmm. It's, uh, you can't like defeat growth, you have to stop it. And so the humans are about to get a crash course in that when they launch the Ark and are are trying to escape with at least some remnants of the human race. Uh And then they get completely surrounded by anti-spirals who are like, yeah, and now yeah, it's no. time to be sad because we are going to destroy all of you. And it looks bad until Simone and Yoko and Viral show up, and they uh, have Ar- have Gurunlog on and are able to start fighting back. Uh, but more and more robots are coming out of the moon, and it's oh, looking the moon? Of- <laughs> they were coming out of the moon, and then some bits of the moon start to fall away, and you see a face on the moon. Because Fran, the moon is a giant robot. Yeah, throughout Uh-oh. this whole throughout this whole That's fight. What he the, meant head... by the
2: prophecy.
1: <laughs> the man and the moon was a robot
2: the whole time.
0: <laughs> the spiral, the spiral king is like, he's still kind of a robot, kind of his old self. And he's like glitching out, and he's like, we have to go to the moon, the moon, the moon, the moon, the moon. And uh and yeah, they as they're fighting, it's like, it's a giant gunman. The whole fucking moon is.
1: Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Simon is doing his best to beat these guys, but he's just not quite a big enough robot to fight the moon, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, but we do have an idea from our boy Kamina because we love to co- copy the things Kamina do- does. Mm-hmm. And when we put Logon on that aircraft carrier, it was able to take it over. Uh-huh. What if we put it on that whole Ark spaceship that yeah. is like a city size?
2: That's 50,000 people in it. So great. we do
1: that, Fran. Hell yeah. And then we are able to transform into the Ark Guren lagon. So we have gone great. from, like, ship size, we've gone from, like, car size to, like, five stories tall to aircraft carrier, <laughs> and now we're, like, roughly the size of a city. Great. Um, awesome. And so Ark Gurren busts its way into the moon and is able to... Uh, sort of, like, destroy some of the inner mechanisms and get to the point where they can uh lock Arkurin into the moon and take over that one, too. Yeah, there's this,
0: there's this big keyhole that looks fun. exactly like lagan's keyhole with the drill. Yeah. But since, you know, they're in the moon, so it's fucking huge. But they can summon a giant drill for their arm.
2: That's right. And so
0: they use Giga Drill Impact mm-hmm. in order to drill into the moon, which activates the moon, which is called the Cathedral Terra, and they're able to connect Logon through like four adapters into the entire moon.
2: Mm-hmm. Everything Kamina said has yes. come true.
1: Yes, the only thing that Indeed. gave them pause was that Nia was blocking the way, and mm. she had just like teleported out in there into the moon and was like in the way of the connection. Yeah. Uh, and she oh. she says like, Simon like there's no hope it's all despair like no. even even if you uh stop this like you can't save me i've been totally i've become anti-spiral matter like i can't even exist in your universe much longer and also the anti-spirals have more than just like a moon on their side and they will come and destroy you later uh but Simon and Team Guren are about doing the impossible Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, he promises Nia that even if it is impossible, he is going to save her. And at that point Mm -hmm. she is able to just a little bit become herself and make way so that they can uh, connect with the moon and Mm -hmm. take over the Cathedral Terra. So everybody's doing pretty good except for Rossiyu who uh feels pretty bad that looking back, like every single one of his decisions seemed to have been wrong. And well, uh,
2: without his decision, they wouldn't have had a giant city ship to meld with on the it's way. True. He the did remake. he
0: did remake the the mm-hmm. spiral king who yeah. gave him all that info. Yeah. Yes, but, but he's not really he's not really thinking yeah, I mean he does. Right he does ultimately he feel like <laughs> he
1: is. He is pretty filled with despair. Mm. And well, yeah, it became he, the thing he hated. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and I'm making I'm actually, making YouTube
0: content, so I get it.
1: <laughs> he goes back to his own village, his old village, to end it all, uh, and just before he is able to do so, uh, Simon is able to get to him and punch him right in the face just like Kamina did back to Simone all that time ago and uh, tell him that he's he's important and just just like Kamina told him that he needs to believe in himself that like Rossi mm-hmm. can, can like believe in himself and is a good person and does have things to contribute so I've told you the same story twice now now mm-hmm. I'm going to tell it to you a third time so the human race has moved forward like an incredible amount in like this time a week or two and we now because we've gotten this moon-sized spaceship and learned all about it uh we now are not only a spacefaring civilization but we have the ability to uh teleport throughout space and kind of just control reality we've we've come to this this point right where we're now like in ridiculous probability-altering science fiction level. And things- Before it was
0: science fact, but-
1: (laughs) I mean, it's a little bit of a difference between big robot punch things and I will change the laws of physics so that this thing that should not work works. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, we, we sort of start to see this whole idea of, that the human race is growing exponentially, but how far can that really go, right? Like, are there limitations to that? The giant moon sized spaceship is able to create giant gunmen which the regular-sized gunmen then pilot, and people inside those gunmen pilot those. <laughs> no. So no. now everybody, all of our crew of, like, boys from back in the day with Team Gurin oh, are no. piloting Ark Gurin-sized spaceships. Okay. And we've all decided... With their it,
2: old gunmen.
1: Mm-hmm. With their old gunmen using them to pilot bigger gunmen.
2: Okay.
1: And, sure. uh Why not? So we yeah, they've decided they need to destroy the anti-spiral because the anti-spiral uh you know they're they're gonna go out and get them, and they are sort of just this like limitation to human growth, right? That eventually they're gonna get the spiral races. Up until now, the spiral races have never been able to find where the anti-spirals are. They've created their own pocket universe that they kind of just go hide out in and attack the uh, spiral races from because they but, also
0: have like probability and space time altering technology that mm-hmm. can do that kind of stuff. We're in
1: nonsense science fiction level now. Awesome, and it all
0: makes sense. If if you knew <laughs> about quantum mechanics and thermodynamics, this would all mm-hmm. make complete sense to you.
1: And uh, it turns out the spir- anti spirals have made a bit of an error because they have uh, they've recalled Nia, who they made into. An anti spiral being, but she is still wearing the engagement ring that Simone gave her, oh. which is something of our universe that they are able to lock onto and teleport into the anti spiral mm. universe. Fools. But because um,
0: she grew up on Earth with all of these spiral energy people, the spiral energy influenced her and she became more than what she was, you know, created to be, mostly being Simone's GF, which is what spiral energy does, it changes you.
1: So we make it to the anti-spiral universe, and it's a creepy looking place. The universe itself is pretty normal, but there are all of these giant robots flying through space here, but whereas our giant robots, our gunmen, look like cool and uh, have rad sunglasses. Dorky, usually. uh, (laughs) All of these giant robots, uh, they look kind of like if uh, Tim Burton created uh, Mm. like Greek marble statues. They're Mm. just like all of these like horrible faces like with hands holding on to them screaming and such and like feet and hands with like faces coming out of them and the like. Very unpleasant. Mm. Um, Unsettling. They are unsettling they're for sure. They're supposed to be.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's what they're designed our, for.
1: Mm-hmm. Our, team, our team starts to fight them, and turns out this is hella easy, Fran. They destroy a shit ton of them without oh. any trouble. Great. Um, Good for them. And uh, yeah, it looks like they're going to win really easy. Nice. Until a bunch more of them teleport in, and all the ones that were there before suddenly start fighting way way harder oh and the anti spirals are doing it again where they want to make mm. them feel like they had hope and then take Just it away him. from them and crush them into despair and this time crush them literally as all of the hands and feet latch on to the uh the gigantic moon spaceship and start pressing it down e. until suddenly it gets into this like liquid out in the middle of space, as if there's this gigantic ocean just out in the middle of space. That's... It turns out it's this huge gravity well that the mm. anti-spirals create that creates this like ocean-like pressure out in space and mm-hmm. also zaps spiral energy. Mm. And so the ship itself is being crushed in by uh, anti-spiral gravity as as they are sinking ever deeper into the sea. And it seems like they're not going to be able to break through that ceiling of the uh ocean here in space.
2: Uh-huh. So.
1: <laughs>
0: and it's over. It's done. They're defeated handily. No. Handily our... and footily.
1: Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> our our boys have a plan. Okay. And I hope you know what the plan is by this point, Fran. They're going to take Lagan. And they are going to combine it with the entire moon spaceship uh-huh. to create a moon-sized giant robot.
2: I'm honestly surprised oh. they haven't already.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it takes a lot of spiral energy. And the problem is, even though Simon can put out a lot of spiral energy, this ocean is, like, zapping it away almost as fast as he's making it. There is, like, this machine towards the center that is outputting all of this gravity, but it doesn't seem like there's any way that anyone could make it to it. Certainly, no one could make it there and survive. It's at this point that our understudy, Keaton, who you might remember all the way back. Who you might remember us
0: mentioning because he needed (laughs) to be mentioned, but also (laughs) skipping
1: him because he wasn't that
0: interesting. Until now.
1: You You (laughs) a hater. He's all right. Mm -hmm. He gets in his giant mecha, and he flies out towards the center here, and at the last second, his gigantic robot is crushed in and destroyed.
2: Oh. That's But not
1: remember, a... Fran, there's a smaller robot piloting that gigantic oh, robot god. and shooting his tiny robot out of the gigantic <laughs> robot. He is able to make one more sacrifice and get just far enough to drill his way through this enemy vessel. Oh god. And yeah. Boosh.
0: Fucking rules. <laughs> <laughs> Simone can create so much fighting spirit, spiral energy that like it's it's pretty incomprehensible. But all of that didn't go away when the gravity well generator was there. It was just getting like sucked into the gravity well yeah. generator and like pulled up. Right. And then when the gravity well generator was destroyed, it all released at once, which was mm. enough to initiate the combination with the mm. moon sized base. Got and it. so yeah, now they're now they are was super Galaxy Guren Lagon?
1: They're super Galaxy Guren Lagon and super Galaxy Guren Lagon <laughs> <laughs> is able to handle all of these creepy gross face and foot monsters uh, robots without too much trouble. It can make a pretty big drill. All right, I've told you this same story uh, this many times, Fran. I'm gonna tell it to you one more time because they have defeated this ceiling, but they are immediately given this new one as the anti spiral being just appears on like the uh, on the inside of their ship where they're all hanging out, oh. and and tells them, yeah, like games games over, people, and it explains to them like why the anti spirals are against the spiral races and indeed it's it's because like the the spiral races it's not just that they are like eating up resources and such but that their their growth is like necessary and doomed to happen and also exponential to the point at which spiral beings given enough time will become universes unto themselves and crush in like the entirety of creation and destroy all that has ever been or will ever be as if they just
2: keep combining robots together and they just keep getting bigger it might have something to do with combining (laughs) robots
1: yeah so the the anti-spirals you were right friend they were once a spiral race who like realized this inevitability mm. and so like sealed away their own potential and they're all kind of just this hive mind that's in permanent stasis on their planet mm. uh so they produce a bunch of spiral energy but they'll never grow further and they are uh you know they've sort of tasked themselves with protecting the universe from mm. the spiral threat and this throws the team into like a lot of despair especially Simon who like has been growing in spiral energy faster than anyone else yeah. and can inherently feel like the truth of this statement mm. that like they are they will become a destructive force that will consume everything. To make sure that you know everything is is goes as planned and not just like rely on the despair stuff, the anti spiral traps each one of our crew members into an ever shifting branching dimension reality in which they will basically exist in other dimensions right like a marvel multi-dimension thing but Mm -hmm. if at any point they try to like take control of their destiny within that they will just branch off into a different dimension the act of trying to will something will instead just will them into a further branching dimension yeah, and so, so
0: they describe it as a multidimensional labyrinth. It's a place uh-huh. that the more you try to get out of it, the further into it you go.
2: Interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's really mm-hmm.
0: sad. Everyone's, so that's the thing. Everyone's alternate reality self is very sad. Mm. Um, because, Spheric, even. well, when you compare it to where they are at now, it's what they want, given that everything in their life had gone the way that they wanted it to. Mm. Um but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's better, it just means that that's what they would have wanted if they could have chosen it from the yes. beginning.
1: Mm. You could say that to escape this situation, they would have to leave the realities that they would choose, and instead defa- face the despair of their own reality. Our main one, of course, is uh, Simone's reality, uh, where he has sort of stepped back in time a little bit, and he is with his bro Kamina, but in a reality where Instead of fighting against the beastmen, they gave up and became like sort of subjugated by them. Right? They live mm. in they they have escaped from Jiha Village and live in the village below the Spiral King's capital city, oh. uh, because there's a human village below there. Of course and there's. they you know they try to like run cons on the beastmen and such, but uh, they're basically just kind of like sniveling and like, oh yes sir, yes sir, like we'll do whatever to survive. This is like the reality that Simone is trapped in and it's at that point that uh, the Kamina that we know and love like shows up in front of Simone. And he says to Simone like, "This, this is a possible reality, but this is not the reality that you or I chose and mm-hmm. we can't be like trapped by the what ifs of we if we had done something different like we made our choices and we became the people that we chose to be and that is who we are and you can't be held back by like an unreality like this there is only one reality and it's the one that you've chosen to make um and this absolute bro talk mm-hmm. uh Freeze, frees simon and he he becomes himself again and he has this like final moment where he's able to speak to this version of kamina which is you know whether it's some kind of dimensional being or just like his own heart speaking to him is hard to say but they you know they have this beautiful metaphorical moment where Simon, uh, where Kamina says like, hey, you, when did you grow taller than me? Aww. And he's, oh, I, I guess I didn't even notice. Aww. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah. it's
0: it's it's framed in a very um, uncertain way, right? As far as like what's going on because uh, Kamina appears to all of the characters in their oh. in their different dimensional states. So like whether Kamina is like, exists as a ghost so they they make a mention of like this only works on creatures that are self-aware right like if you you have uh, an awareness of self and a consciousness that's the only ways that this like trap can work because it works Mm -hmm. by playing your own mind against itself Mm -hmm. um so whether kamina can do this because he's kind of just an idea now that his friends remember him as or if he's, like, if this is the literal representation of the mark that he's left on everybody, even though he's he's gone, he still is, you know, he still exists within all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's ultimately this influence of Kamina that brings everyone back from all of these what ifs. And he, one last time, inspires them all to keep on fighting. Uh, you know not not just to do what he would want to do but because they reminded him what it is they want to do
1: mm-hmm. yeah we've we've broken free of this multi-dimensional trap and uh this part is very good because it does not explain it uh, a whole lot in the show so I'm not sure if CJ like gathered the whole thing or not but in the breaking free of this, Uh, Simon does so by creating his own universe within the anti-spiral universe in which they are able to, it is called the super spiral universe and Uh it is a place in which your will becomes reality. And so it is in this way that they are able to force their will to break through this trap. And also to pool all of their spiral energy together and create our final giant robot, Tengen Tapa Guren Lagan, which is the name of the show and is Heaven Piercing Guren Lagan. I mean, the
0: robot stops being like a robot and now it's just like a huge humanoid of cosmic energy that it also has a drill on it.
1: All right. Mm -hmm. Sure. It does. It does. And so the. The Anti-Spirals want to defeat them at their own game to uh, put them in the Greatest Pit of Despair. So they do, of course, create their own Anti-Spiral Tengen-Tapagurin-Lagan. And so we have an epic battle between two giant robots whose sizes I don't remember exactly, but we do in this battle throw galaxies at each other like they were Shuriken. So we have... We've gone pretty far up the exponential growth <laughs> scale here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The uh, anti spirals are like uh, powering up this big attack. They're going to force this like gigantic drill through them. And that's when the spiral king steps forward. And he has formed himself an entire new body now because they now in- exist in this universe of will. And he's a spiral warrior, so he is able to just, like, will himself back into being. He is going to make the ultimate sacrifice, and he shoots out in his, like, little robot from the first fight he had with Simone. And he takes this entire galaxy-sized attack, and he lets it hit him, and he is able to reverse the spin of this spiral attack... And turn it into positive spiral energy that Tengen Tapa Guren Lagan does absorb. And Fran, if you like that last one with Kitan, I think you're going to love this one uh-huh. because Tengen Tapa Guren Lagan shoots forward. And the anti-spirals pierce through it a thousand times. But then Super Galaxy Guren Lagon shoots out of it towards them and it they pierce that one a thousand times. But Ark Guren shoots <laughs> forward and they pierce that one a thousand times. But then Guren Lagon is able to shoot forward and they pierce that one a thousand times. And then just Lagon shoots off of the top of <laughs> Guren Lagon and they pierce that one. But Simon himself is able to jump off of the front and is finally able to get to the anti-spiral being and punch him right in the face.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Much like the spiral king himself, they have this big like hole blown through them from the spiral attack and they Mm -hmm. look at Simone and they said if this is how it is to be then you must make sure that the universe is protected and Simone goes, "Of course we will. Who the hell do you think we
2: are?"
1: Oh, the anti spirals are no more. The threat has finally disappeared.
2: Did they get Nia and out? Yeah, yeah, they
1: did get Nia oh, out. Oh, okay. I've I've been telling you this same story over and over again, uh-huh. and this this story is basically that these uh these human beings like they encounter this limitation and they are brought to despair and they have the choice that they can face that despair and grow from it or that they can uh, be lost to it. And you notice that each of these times we've had the story has been going faster and faster and sillier and sillier. Mm -hmm. You might think of it as a sort of Exponential growth or perhaps that it is spiraling out of control. Possibly. Uh, wow. We're finally at the end of those stories. And so now I'm going to tell you a new story. Oh. And so we're, we're back on planet Earth and, you know, the day is saved and everything is finally good. And we're going to have a wedding, Fran. Of course. Because Nia has said yes and mm-hmm. she and Simone are able to get married. Simon says, I'll never forget you, Nia. And she says, it's okay, I'll always be with you in your heart. And that's when Nia starts to fall to pieces because Ooh. Nia was made of anti-spiral and wow. the anti-spiral being destroyed. She is has only been able to hold herself together like this through sheer will alone mm-hmm. that she wanted to show Simon that she truly loved him. Aww. That's and so, sad. Yeah, a lot of Hey, this whole
0: fucking anime is really sad. And a lot it makes of despair you despair there. And it makes you feel bad.
2: Okay, how's he growing from watching the person he loves crackle well, into pieces? I'm,
1: <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, Fran, because yeah, one of the one of the little kids of the crew like shows up and says, like, hey, this isn't fair. Like, this can't be. Simon, you've got so much power now. Like, surely you could bring her back. And Simon says, "Like, I'm afraid that that's something that I can't do because I am not a god." And uh-huh. this is an important moment because Fran, for all intents and purposes, Simon is a god. Yeah. He <laughs> he has created a universe.
2: universe. Yeah. <laughs> He's fused uh, moons.
1: He's made mm-hmm. universes. It is at this point that Simon decides that the only chance that they have going forward is to choose a path of humility. Mm. And so rather than making himself a god of all beings, Simon decides that he will go back to just being Simon the Digger. And up until this time, the lights out. The sky has always been our limiting factor. The ceiling has always been holding us back. But at the end of the series, the lights in the skies are stars, Fran, where all of the other Spiral brothers and sisters wait for us to meet them. And so having flipped the script and made the world outside into potential rather than adversary, uh, we end our series on how to be a man how to pilot cool giant robots Mm -hmm. and how drills are sort of like big dicks i mean
0: real maturity doesn't come from fighting robots it comes from realizing that the giant robots were the friends you made along the way
2: Mm. it's friendship magic
0: I think I think probably in this one I think friendship is magic. Friendship oh, yeah. is definitely at least science. They friendship do a lot of science. Friendship is definitely
1: magic. Don't worry, too, Fran. A, a little later on, we'll have an episode about this creator's other series where I can tell you all about what it means to be a woman. That's What's right. the other this, series? This creator
0: also kill la created la Kill Kill. Kill a Kill.
2: Oh. So okay. this
0: this series is all about being a man and what it means to grow up to be a, like a fully complete man. Whereas Kill a Kill is about being a young woman and what it means to grow up to be a young like a, a fully fledged adult woman. Hmm. Fran, do you have any final thoughts on Tenken Tappen Gurren Lagan?
2: Um. Well, now I'm conflicted because I thought one of the best lessons was that best way to, like, encourage my my guy friends was to punch them in the face and give them hype messages. Mm-hmm. But then by the, the st- end, it's the whole, like, humility thing. So, I'm like, should I not be punching them in the face?
0: I mean, as a man, when you can't in- be less <laughs> humble than when you've just been punched in the face. Uh-huh.
1: When they're in the pit of despair, that's when you punch them in the face. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. The only that's way to the- go is up at that point. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, Ethan, thank you for bringing your... Spiral knowledge. You guys should most definitely subscribe, like us, give us comments on whatever platform it is that you are listening or watching this on. We would love that. If we could have this channel spiral out of control and consume the whole universe, uh, I promise I won't become a malevolent deity, but will instead just be your humble content creator. Uh, It's also been brought to my attention that you should uh rate us favorably on whatever platform you're listening to maybe even five stars or 10 i don't know Mm -hmm. it's all sorts of different things follow us at spices with come check out the twitch twitch.tv slash cooking with spices we've been doing a lot of video game content playing a little bit of cult of the lamb that's been a fun time and uh thanks again for our creators for our music we have Apagio for the intro and outro songs and gail kitsune thank you so much for the graphics and i think that's pretty pretty much fucking it uh i mean for this time i have been
1: cj and i have been die Tangan super spiral ethan
2: and i've been Fran.
1: And I need to say
0: who the fuck do you think I am?
1: Wait, that's not right.